Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another night of My Life Has Destiny podcast, where I am one of your hosts, Camaria Coco Fenton, and you know our other host over here, my sister, none other than Quint Jones. We have a wonderful guest with us tonight, uh, Miss Sheila Wright from the founder of RUDJ Inc. You guys are going to get a chance to hear from her. Um, I do believe that her foundation is doing some wonderful things. Um, I want to say she might be the first one I know that's doing what she's doing because I haven't heard of any other ones doing what she's doing right now. So when you guys hear her story and you hear about why she started her foundation um, and things of that nature, I want you guys to pay attention to what's really going on and to understand that. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is we have to, um, I know it's hard to be upfront with your situation sometimes because mm-hmm. now everybody can't take you being so transparent mm-hmm. but um sometimes i feel like your transparency can help somebody else and at the end of the day if you're honest with yourself and you're and you're not in denial about certain types of situations because that you know what happens in the house stay in the house syndrome and all that mm-hmm. stuff all that stuff has to stop at some point yeah. Um, because it's not helping nobody. You're putting more harm on people than, than what you feel is helping because you're keeping stuff under wraps and you're trying to constantly sweep stuff under the rug. And when you do that, you're hurting more than helping. That's and right. so I agree. Um, I'm actually excited about what she's doing. Um, you know, I think that after she tells you guys what she's doing, I think some of us need to get on board and join her with what she's doing, where we are located at. Um, because a lot of people out here need help. So, um, Quint, you got anything to say for the people before Mashita gets started? I just pray that everybody had a blessed and prosperous day. I thank you all for supporting, for tuning in. And guys, take heed. Hasten that. Take heed to what's being talked about because it is common. And a lot of us hide it. Like Coco said, what happens in the house stayed in the house. Well, I'm here to tell you, you can't be delivered by what happens in the house, stayed in the house. You need to seek help if you're going through um, anything. So I thank God for you, Miss Sheila. And you, I am, uh, I commend you on what you have started. So thanks for being here. And no problem. I'm excited. Floor. You are about to give Miss Sheila the floor, you guys. She is about to tell you who she is, why she started her foundation. The name of her foundation is RUDJ Inc. She's going to tell you why she named it that. Um, For those of you that did see the flyer when it went up earlier tonight, it has her website information, the phone number, um, and how to reach her on that specific flyer. If you guys want the information after the show is over, you let me know, and I will resend it back out to you guys so that you can get it. Um, Because, you know, we... We don't want to bombard her inbox. Like, <laughs> uh, y'all, did, you know, go to her site, please. That would be preferred That's for you to reach her that way if you want to, um, you know, if you want to donate help or however you want to do. I did see on her site, though, that she does have some really good events get ready to come up. And I yes, hope she yes. tells you guys about that before we end the show tonight so that if you are in the area where she is located, go out. Show your support, help her um, continue to do what she do. But other than that, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let me <laughs> the floor and I'm going to have 
allow her to talk to you guys and tell you guys um, her story. So, Ms. Sheila, the floor is yours. The floor is mine. Thank you, ladies. Um, I'm so honored to be here, and I appreciate you um, inviting me to have this conversation. Um, again, I'll introduce myself. My name is Sheila Wright. I am the founder of RUDJ Incorporated, located in Volusia County, Florida. Um, we started this organization. It's just not mine. It's mine and my family. I have a total of five children, but I lost one son February the 6th of this year to an accidental fentanyl overdose. Um, that prompted my family and I to make, what's the saying, turn lemon into lemonade. Mm -hmm. um, with through all the pain, all the grief, we found a purpose. And that is that we don't want to see another family go through what we went through and through the whole process of his addiction. Um, just trying to get help, resources, which he was a veteran. So he did have opportunities and a lot of resources, but there are occasions where a lot of doors were slammed in his face as well. So we want to just let the BIPOC community, which is the Black Indigenous people of color, um, let our community know that there are resources out there. There, there are organizations out there that's here to help. Um, if you have a loved one that is going through substance addiction and and you don't have to be ashamed of it because when it all started out, me as mom, I was very ashamed. I, 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 I will tell everyone that it was, it was embarrassing because as a mother, you fight and you raise your children to go through everything you didn't go through. So when he started going through his addiction, I didn't know how to handle it because the way we grew up is when it goes on in your house, it stay in your house. Mm -hmm. So I kept things from my friends. Um, a lot of things I kept from even my own children. There were things they didn't know because I wanted to cover him. And until I found the strength to just rely on one God, but to have the strength to rely on my, my family and my friends and to open up about it. And even to open up to my son about what happened what's going you know what's going on with you and i found out a lot of information about him that i never knew um in his addiction i found out that he always suffered through depression even in high school as popular as he was um i never knew that so um i'll use this moment to tell parents just get the opportunity even though we keep them looking good and we keep them you know on the we think they're doing good because they're the star football players. They're the star basketball players. Talk to them because sometimes there's things they won't tell us because they don't want us to worry. But then when they're adults and they have to go out in the world, all of that stuff comes crumbling in on them. So that is one of the things um, I, I try to encourage, especially in our community, in the African-American community. Talk, let's talk to our children. Let's start these conversations at early ages, six, mm -hmm. seven years old. They're old enough where we can sit down and talk to them about things because um, it, we don't know what they're going to do once they are adults. But if we start handling it now, it's okay to talk to a therapist. It's okay to get help. Right. Um, you know, that's one of the things um, with my son. Like he wasn't comfortable enough to come and I won't even say comfortable enough because we were very close, mm -hmm. but I think the way I kind of raised them is you just get up and do it. 
Right. And you know, that's what I have to look at as a mother. I raised all of them yeah. like that. So um, he, he was addicted. He came from the military in 2017. Mm -hmm. When he came home, he was an alcoholic. Um, and he was also addicted to coracetin, coracetin HBP. Mm -hmm. um, he took a lot of those to give him this high. Um, eventually he graduated and was a poly user. He started using, you know, just different types of drugs. So um, I just want to. Right before you continue, what would you tell the parent that, that in their mind feels like their kids don't go through nothing um, because they feel like their kids are too young to be yeah. going through anything? What would you tell that type of parent? I would say they do. I would say let's talk. Um, I would say don't ever think it can't happen to you. Because in all my truth, I will say I never in a million years thought one of my children would go to drugs. Not mine. You know, that was my attitude. I had got so used to hearing people say, oh, you got five kids and they're all doing so good. You know, I would have never thought my son was, he was married. He had a wife. He has two children. You know, he, he had a, he had a life and who would have known? So I would say, don't ever say it can't happen to you. Don't ever look at someone else's child and judge because that someone else's child can turn out to be your child one day. And I'm guilty of that. I have looked at a lot of kids and, ooh, you know, what we do. So right. I think it was it just came full circle to show me right. that it can be you and it can be you. It can be any one of us. And what we have to do is instead of laughing at this problem that we have in our community, instead of throwing stones, we need to start fighting back because it affects our community. Right. Uh, more than it affects any other community. The resources that's out there, the unfortunate part, because they, they're out there for everyone, but they're so far from us where mm -hmm. we actually have to get up and go to distance. You know, if, if you don't have a car or if you don't have, it's in an area that honestly, we're probably not that comfortable and we're dealing with people that don't look like us. So the goal of RUDJ is to bring these resources within the African-American community where we can walk in a door right on our in our in our hood, so to speak, and get the help that we need. We shouldn't have to go out and look for it. It should be there for us. Right. And can I say this too? One of the things we need to pay attention to when it comes to our children is what they say, how they say it and watch their body language. If they're yeah. withdrawing and start acting yeah. out and things of that nature, pay we attention. need to pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. Because yeah. some of the most popular children are the most loneliest people out there. Yeah. So I we got to be careful when it comes to that. Yeah, they got a bunch of friends, but they could be just sitting in a room and not even there Yeah, because they are lonely. Because yeah. they are going through that depression, because they feel like nobody sees them. So it's so important for us to pay attention to our. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And I think 
not only pay attention, talk to yeah. them. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk. You, I, I think what's going on now, parents are just afraid to hold real, true, authentic conversations mm -hmm. with their children about drugs, about you know, all the because now it's so different. These drugs are killing you. The crack epidemic was a big thing. Mm -hmm. But let's just face it. People who were on crack, they was living for years. Like, oh, my God, they still living, <laughs> you know, but now. Right. People are dying mm -hmm. off of, of, of a fingertip. It only takes the white of my fingernail. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's right. A fentanyl. And then now we're going to talk about the new, the X, X, the animal tranquilizer that there is no if you get a hold to that that's it there is no Narcan that can help so I think we just have to really conversate like seriously conversate with our children even without as and growing up in life we can't say in our community the big thing is when they're 18 they're grown they gotta go no when they're 18 19, 20, 21, that's when they need us the most. Because mm -hmm. that's when all the storms going to really start because now they got to figure out life. Wow. So I think we need to just get out of that, you know, when they're they're grown and they can do it. No, we need to hold them close, closer, especially our black men. Right. And we need to do our research because um, like, like you said, with opioids, yes, we have the Narcan as an antidote, mm -hmm. but with different drugs, you have different antidotes. And some of them you can't get a hold to. Yeah. Narcan is the easiest one you can get a hold to because it's over the counter. And, it, yeah, and they're giving it out for free. Or now. something like that. You can't yeah. get a hold to the, of that. You need a prescription for, for certain drugs yeah. in order for it to be an antidote. So we got to be careful. Yeah. I mean, I think a big thing too is. Um, Start paying attention to your children's behavior too. Yeah. If your child, if your child behavior just changes abruptly all of a sudden, mm -hmm. find out what's going on. Find out what caused it. You got a lot of people that won't take the time to find out. And then, um, I mean, I've had friends who kid they didn't die from fentanyl, but they died because they killed themselves. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Know, so at the yeah. end of the day, it's a lot. You know, don't think that because your child is 15, 16, and 17 that they don't have real issues because they do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, times ain't like it was when we was back in school. Mm. We were back in school. We didn't deal with that. You had an issue. You spoke your issue when you went about your business. Mm -hmm. But now it's not like that. These kids are cruel and can be mm -hmm. real cruel yeah. towards yeah. each other. And they do a lot. All of this cyberbullying and, you know, all this stuff that they do now that, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Because right. you're like you, you won't raise like that at home. Mm -hmm. You find out that it's your child on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Oh, you you're you're the one causing the bullying issue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know what? When we get home, I'm gonna deal with you. Cause what's your problem? You won't raise like that. That's you right. Know? But you don't mm -hmm. have parents that'll take the time to do that anymore. And we don't have a village like we used to have one. It's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and not. so I think that that's a big thing that that we lost. There's no longer a village because now people don't want you to know they you business. can't talk to the kids. Right. You can't say nothing to their kids. They yeah. get mad, and then all of this extra. Back in the day, everybody could say something to your child. If they saw it, they addressed it and then called you and told you what they saw. Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, but it's not like it's not like that now. You know, um, even I mean, with I, 
just these little six and seven year old boys just cussing each other. I mean, cussing like pure sailors. Like, mm-hmm. what? what where, if if we would have had that type of language in our mouth when we was that age, honey, our teeth would have got knocked down our throats mm-hmm. by our parents back then. And it's just like you know, at the end of the days, I think that we really need to take a serious long pause and stop feeling like. It cannot be you, like Ms. Sheila said, because it could be anybody. It can be anybody. It can be any of us. And we need to also, um, just like you said, the village. We have to, we have to, how do I want to put this? Stop judging each other, children. Mm-hmm. You know, that child that you're talking about, that same child that's on drugs or that same child that's doing all this stuff, that might be the same child that grew up to be your local pastor or your, that's right. you know, we don't give them time to grow. We stunt their growth mm-hmm. with our negativity. That's right. You know, that can stunt growth. So we need to start talking life into our youth, talking mm-hmm. life even into us, each other, just talk right. life. I have my oldest daughter. She always like, she just don't speak negative. But the biggest thing she always says to me is whatever you speak is life. So don't say right. that. Right. And you really have to be careful of the words you choose. That's right. When we're talking to each other mm-hmm. in our community. When we when we go out and, and talk to people, when we're doing events with Argue DJ and we talk to people, I try to speak life no matter mm-hmm. what they're going through. If I agree with what you're going through, or if I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to speak life over the situation. Because if you put somebody down, that one statement you make might be the statement they walk away with. Right. So, yeah, we have to speak life into our children and, and talk to them. Even if they're, when DJ was addicted, at, I, I, you know, I'm going to tell my truth. At one point, I was guilty of not speaking life because, you know, you, you grow up and you think if I say bad stuff or if I let them know how disappointed I am in him, But it doesn't. It actually kind of dwindled the situation until you start, you know, you start believing. I believe you can do this. I believe you can make it. You can fight this. You can beat this. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of my regrets. And I don't have many regrets when it comes to him and his situations, because I know as a mother, I did my due diligence. But that's one of the regrets. The time that the times that I did speak down on him trying to build it i wanted thinking it would build him up like if i tell him he's like this maybe he'll turn the corner but actually he kept going left instead of coming right right so Mm -hmm. we just have to be quite careful how we speak to the kids Mm -hmm. do do you feel now since everything has taken place do you feel like there's anything that that could have been done that wasn't done for D, for my son, honestly, no. <laughs> there, he had every re, he he had his due diligence. Um, there are times where, um, like one time, for instance, I put a Marchman Act on him. And okay, a Marchman Act in Florida is um, if you have a loved one that you feel is has a um, drug drug alcohol problem and they are harm to their self. Mm-hmm. or others you can go to the courts and draw up paperwork and they kind of 
they have to go to court and the judge will say, okay, yeah, you fit this criteria and they kind of make them go to treatment. And if they, if they don't go to treatment, you know, it's, it's like that. Okay. So with, with him, with that, I can say the, the problem, there was a gap in that because they just wanted to put him in jail. Okay. So our family literally had to get a lawyer and get a lawyer to fight for him, not to go to jail, to go to treatment. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't, he's not a criminal. He's not committing crimes. He is, he needs to go to treatment. Mm -hmm. So in that situation, we saw a major gap um, in the system itself. But as far as his resources, no, he, he was one that had all the resources. He had the opportunity. He, the addiction just was bigger. And he fought long and hard. There were times he would come and he would be sober and he would just be doing so good. But when he started getting those cravings, that was, you know, his sickness came out and he could not. And he actually would tell me, you know, y'all, you don't understand. It hurts. It's I can't like when I get those cravings, I have to go. And it was like out of his control. He turned in from one person to another one. I could actually look at him and know when, because he totally changed it. He would go, you know, so yeah, the, the resources was there for him. But like I said, he was a veteran. And so it was different for him. He, that the VA really did look out for him. Now, if you're going to talk about uh, the average African-American and treatment, there is a, there's a big gap. And see, that's the hard part, because when they're going through the withdrawal, they mm -hmm. should have something to help wean them off. Doing that cold turkey is not. If you've ever do. seen it, it is a lot. And then it, it poses as a health risk, too. Because yeah, now yeah. they go on cold turkeys. Now that's going to bring on the seizures. Mm -hmm. Now that's going to bring on the headaches. It's going to mm -hmm. bring on the nausea, the vomiting, the diarrhea. They have all of these side effects and they're trying to get healthy. So who wants to go through this while I'm going through this? They have to be properly detoxed. Exactly. Then you got the tremors. Now I got mm -hmm. the palpitations. Now you got so much stuff going on in your body yeah why because okay i wasn't able to get the treatment mm -hmm. i wasn't able to get the medication that i needed so that i can wean myself instead of going cold turkey yeah. so yes and and veterans is hard and thank god he had his resources yeah I yeah him. that was it that's was really, really hard yeah and so if you now, don't have now that you have started the foundation um is it making it easier for uh, people to be able to get to the resources that um, that you said are far away from you guys? Um, so we have a lot of work to do. There's a there's a definite um, gap. But are you DJ? Our goal is to bring it. Mm -hmm. You know, we we're going to be the, the resources that our goal is to make sure that we assist the community and educate them. And even with Narcan, I think we talked um, earlier and you were, um, one of the questions was about the Narcan and, and do, do I see the need for it more? There's always been a need for it. Mm -hmm. I see a need for education. Mm -hmm. um, I've run across so many individuals um, at events that we do that will 
say, oh, no, you have to be on drugs. You don't need Narcan. We're not on drugs. That's the furthest thing from the truth. You you just, you know, and that's just our our misconception. Mm -hmm. I, just hanging around the other races, like the, the white people will always tell me, oh, I keep it in my purse. That's right. I have, it, I have it in my purse just in case I run across it. That's the mindset we have to have. Mm -hmm. We have to keep it on us because you never know. You can go to your cousin's house and never know your cousin was on drugs and you walk in the door and your cousin could be laying there overdose. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to be prepared all That's the time. Right. If we want to save our community and keep our community alive mm -hmm. and thriving, we have to educate and we have to stay. You know how they say we have to get ready for the war? Mm -hmm. We're in a war. That's right. It was originally targeted towards our community right. and because of our our ignorance you know about drugs and and we want to we make fun of it mm -hmm. we kind of steer away from it's not you oh no i'm not on that oh no i don't have that problem i'll have people all of us have people mm -hmm. it's it's unfortunate but if you go and talk to our counterparts Everyone, I, I keep it in my purse. If I say, do you need Narcan? Oh, no, I keep it in my purse, but you can give me another one. But then when I go to my community and I offer the Narcan, it's they kind of shun it. It's embarrassing. So you actually yeah. offer the, nar the Narcan um, to the people? You, you, yep. She's so you're okay. Yep. Yes. Yeah. We are Narcan distributors. So... Um, if, if anyone needs Narcan, they can reach out to us and we can get the Narcan to them. Um, we the Most of the events that we do are just to distribute Narcan. Um, we are um, getting ready to do boots on the ground. And that's where we're going to actually walk the streets and go to the local businesses in the community and talk to them about the need for Narcan, especially your barber shops, your, your corner your corner stores, you know, mm -hmm. where most of the people who are addicted hang out at, you know, in the barbershop, in the corner store, in your little local, you know, the little food restaurants, educate them about Narcan and why it would be good for them to have it as well as, you know, like your car washes. I think mm -hmm. every, everybody needs to have it. Hey, Nicole, how are you? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna um hit you up so you can send me some. Oh, definitely, I will definitely get you some. I got a whole bunch of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely because so, I am actually some. I'm in the process of starting a veterans closet. Okay. So, um. Yes, <laughs> and I work in healthcare. So okay. So that's me. Yes, just hit me up. I will send it. Um, anybody who's watching who needs Narcan, you can email us at awareness at rudj.org and we will definitely get it to you. Just um, give us your information and we'll get it to you. Yes, I love it. Okay, so going forward, um, could you tell, could you maybe tell somebody what the warning signs would be? Um, if they have a family member that may be on drugs and they just don't know? Um, isolation was is one of the things. Um, isolation is really the biggest yeah. thing where, you know, where you have, because with DJ, we were very close. Like, that was my, he was my, even, even in his addiction, that was my rider. When I was ready to go, if he was here, he was with me. 
but it became more so of he wanted to be by himself more often. He would do things alone. He didn't have all of his friends. Um, he isolated from them. He isolated from his friends. Um, actually, when he passed away, it was so touching because during his addiction, he just, oh, I don't have any friends. All my friends, they they didn't want, you know, they don't want to be bothered. You know how the addiction kind of turned. Mm -hmm. And when he passed away and we did a memorial, my house was filled with his friends from high school. And, and it's just, it touched me to see all of them show up for him because the whole time he felt like they wasn't there anymore. They wasn't there anymore. And they all showed out showed up and when I it was just beautiful to see everyone here just to support the family and and to wish us well and they were touched and it was just beautiful to see them like what I didn't even know half the people and they had stories to tell about him um another thing is he he was married he had two children um he the attitude changed. He would go from just so sweet and he turned into a monster. You know, just a totally different behavior than what we were used to seeing. So the, the signs are, because he would get agitated and upset when mm -hmm. he was high. So that's another sign, just agitation over every little thing. Um, crying for no reason. I remember night we would be all watching TV and he would just start crying and, and just feeling down on himself. Yeah. Just, yeah. That was another sign I would say to look for. Okay. So you guys heard it. I know that a lot of times people are, um, like I said earlier, going through stuff and they may not say, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that's even when it's not drug related. Again, pay attention. Pay attention, look, pay attention to the behaviors yes, and the right. mannerisms. If it's somebody that you know, that you know, and they mannerisms are not what you normally see, yeah, then yeah, yeah you need to start asking asking questions. I know they might get ill because you're asking questions, but ask them anyway. Because at the end of the day, I guarantee that you will regret not ever trying to find out. And then something happened later on down the line, and you'd be like, I could, I should have just asked. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. because I hear a lot of people say that now. I should have just asked. Yeah. Um, and that you never asked and you never got the chance. You yeah. know, um, I always say don't 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 wait too long. Yeah. Because yeah. You never know when that moment might be. Time don't wait for nobody now. Nobody. We really nobody. got people. We got people dying every hour. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, it's too late to say I should have. I, I should have, have. yeah. I wish, you know, I wish I, you know, and and it's too late for that. So yeah. now you got you got an opportunity to change today. And will that change be? Will you ask questions? Yeah. Will you sit this person down? Will you go to them and say, "Listen, I love you, but this is what I see. What's going on mm -hmm. with you?" Mm -hmm. And even if they get upset, at least they know you came and you wanted and you wanted to know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's about you being able to feel better about it at the end of the day because when you do nothing at all, that also is a problem. And a lot of times they're reaching out in ways that they don't even realize by mm -hmm. the language that they're speaking, 
they'll say they 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 shouldn't even be here or they don't want to be here anymore or they're feeling hopeless you know they'll begin to say negative stuff concerning themselves nobody will yeah. care if i leave this earth anyway yeah i've say, heard that a lot those are all signs yep. that they are either on the verge or they or need they help something. yeah yes and and yeah. you can ask when they go to the hospital the first question they ask are you suicidal and do you have a plan to carry it out the, yeah do you have a plan or are you homicidal because mm -hmm. if they have that plan they're automatically getting admitted yeah mm -hmm. because they're going to do it now there are certain drugs that they may give them to help to ease that depression but those drugs may take two to four weeks now to, this is the yeah. problem with that when you were depressed and wasn't on the drug you did not have the energy to get out the bed to carry out the act now that you're on the drug you have the energy but it's not fully taking effect the way it's supposed to take effect so it did not get to its peak to like that three third or fourth week and now okay my mind is starting to shift but in the meantime you got to watch them closely because they have could have committed the act because they have the energy to get out the bed and do it and their mindset is still on the suicidal tendencies so now don't don't careful. get it wrong y'all no two people situation is the same exactly yeah yeah no two people situation is the same what happened with miss charlie's son may not be your situation right what happened with somebody else's dad or mom Mm -hmm. may not be your situation, your situation. And right. so at the end of the day you know everybody's situation is different mm -hmm. don't sit back and think that because a person is on drugs they just want to be it's a hard nobody wants to be yes and any type of addiction is a hard thing to kick alcohol um yeah. i i will piggyback on off of what you said about the they want to be i don't think nobody wakes up in the morning yeah. and say you know i think i want to be an addict no. i think oh, it is really a mental it is a chemical imbalance yeah and it's a mental health mm -hmm. it's a part of mental health a lot of people don't like to say that but it is if you're if, because most people who are on drugs or alcohol because alcohol is actually bigger than drugs they're the alcoholics uh, and oh. their their detox is deadly right you know so but they are you have to look at the backstory of what started it it's mm -hmm. a mental health it starts with depression it mm -hmm. starts with sometimes anxiety and they try to they're hearing these voices so whatever they're going through they're using the drugs to quiet the voices mm -hmm. and they yeah. you know so it's not no one goes out in search for what drugs turn you into right. or what alcohol we're going to box it all up mm -hmm. in, in one no right. one goes out in search for that that is something that is a mental health issue and as soon as we accept that in our community and and stop laughing and it one thing is if you look at the social media you never ever see our caucasian counterparts video their loved ones their people on the street you never see it if they're no. on drugs no, they no. get help they they go and get help they send them to the free treatment centers yeah. they're going to stop and ask them or 
I, what with us as a community, we have to stop videoing our us when we're down at our mm -hmm. lowest. We have to stop putting people on camera and laughing and getting likes and joking about because it's well, not funny. It's not funny. It is I not go funny. back and watch videos that people have sent me of uh, people that was on um Molly or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, this ain't funny. Yeah, it's, it's like, sad. Do you realize that any any time this person seeing what you do on the side of the street, they could yeah. roll themselves into the street and get ran yeah. over and get killed because yeah. they don't even know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And then when the high goes away, when you show them the video of themselves, they don't even remember doing it. Exactly. So it's not it's not like it's funny to watch because it's yeah. not. At yeah. the end of the day, I just be like, Jesus, fix it. Because it's, it's yeah. just like, you know, it's, I mean, to sit back and watch it is really disheartening because you're just like, God, at, this time tomorrow, they're not going to remember this. Exactly. And it's just really sad to see. Like, and I'm just like, how how can you get a kick from it? And then yeah. it's just like, well, I've been in situations where the family members is the one that got them started on the drug. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and now, now you sitting back and you got so much to say, but you're the one that started it. Yeah. You're, you're the one that started it all. You're the first one that gave them the first taste of it. So what you got to say? Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just a lot where you sit back. Like I said, we we as people and our people, um, you, you you sweep stuff under the rug, but you're not addressing the whole situation. Oh, we have a lot, of, a lot of times it's traumatic stuff that happens with a lot of people when they choose to go this way. It's something that happened. There's always a root cause behind it. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody just gonna be good today and all of a sudden say, Oh, yeah, by the way, I just decided I wanted to try this today. No. A lot of the times is peer pressure for a lot of people. You be at parties and you see somebody, you in the place and you see somebody else snorting stuff up their nose and they're like, oh yeah, you should try it. No, I'm not trying that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I thank God that I have never been in that place. I've been in a lot of places where I've been trying, you know, people have tried to peer pressure me back in the day to do a lot of stuff, but that was not one of them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wasn't gonna let nobody do that to me. I watched mm -hmm. family members go through it, and it's something that I refuse. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, we we have to um, rally around people such as Miss Sheila because I'm sure it's not easy for her to get out here and do what she's trying to do. That's right. I'm sure that there's still some people that might have an issue with the fact that she's trying to fix something that they don't want fixed. That's and right. so you got to understand that we're, while she's doing a good thing, at the same time, I'm sure that there's a part of opposition at the mm -hmm. same time. Major. People don't want to see people fit. Yeah. Society would rather see you broken mm -hmm. than put together and made whole. And That's so right. we have to rally around people like her that are out here doing what she do because not everybody is doing it, as I said. Right. I have not heard of anybody here besides treatment centers that are giving out Narcan. That's I haven't right. heard of any other nonprofit giving out Narcan because that's not something they deal with. That's not something they're talking about. Exactly. You up and you go to these treatment centers, as soon as you walk in the door, there's a bowl of Narcan. Take how many you need. Mm. And it's the first thing they say. And I'm like, oh, I'm not here for that, honey. I'm here to make a, you know, to drop something off to them, or I'm here to get something signed for them, or something like that. And they was like, "Oh, you can still take how many you need. I, if you know somebody, just hand them out." And mm -hmm. that's what they do. 
And that's that's what we're supposed to do. We should we should be a a wealth of resource just for each other. Yeah. So our community as a whole is jacked up. Yeah. I don't care what nobody want to say and how much you want to say you don't want to hear it. Let's be real. Our community is real messed up, y'all. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get together, yeah. and we have to work together on on a lot of things. But we have to start um, with making sure that we have the same resources, and and we're using the resources. Like we can't say the resources are not out there, but because they're there. But we gotta start because they get what I've learned since I started this nonprofit is there are grants just for our for community. That. Mm-hmm. So we have these organizations that's getting the money saying that, okay, this is what we're going to do for the the African-American community, Mm -hmm. but nobody's coming to get it. Right. So I've heard so many times since I started this from other organizations who's doing a great job, you know, at what they're doing. We can't, we cannot cross that bridge. We can't get over the fence. We can't, we always met with resistance in the African-American community. Um, and it's not so much as resistance. It's just you're not coming in. You're right. standing out there saying, hey, we're over here and we got this. So the goal is to get them to come in. If right. you're getting all these grants just for the African-American community, bring it to us. Right. You know, Why do I have to come outside of where I'm at to come and get what was given to you for me? Right. That's, that's the whole thing. So our goal is to get them to understand that those resources are needed in the community, inside mm-hmm. of the community, the That's education, right. the programs, um, you know, all the different things. We need it inside the community because the problem is within our community. Right. Right. So if somebody wanted to get started doing exactly what you do, what are the some of the steps that you would give? So um, with the nonprofit end of it, or what do you mean? The, the whole, whole thing. The nonprofit. We were blessed. Um, I I do have a, a friend who also, she's a consultant, and she helps people with nonprofits and even for-profits. So she actually, I can't even say guided me through everything. She did <laughs> everything for me when I told her what my plan was. She put it together, and the next thing we knew, we were a nonprofit. So if anybody is interested in getting started, her name is Van E. Carter. Um, she can her is Solid Foundations, Solid Families Foundations.org. She is a plethora of information. If you're interested in starting a nonprofit um, or a for-profit, she is really a plethora of information and she doesn't mind helping the community. Once she found out what my family and I wanted to do, she was on board 100%. And we talk every, well, we didn't talk this Saturday morning, but every Saturday morning, she calls me to encourage me and to give me ideas. And to so I was blessed with that as far as starting the organization. And as for the Narcan, um, to be a Narcan, it depends on what state you're from. So in the state of Florida, um, we go through the Department of Children and Families. And in order to be a distributor, you have to have a provider that's willing to um, sign the prescription and you have to have a pharmacy. So um, I was another 
blessing I had because I just so happened to know a couple of nurse practitioners. And I have a friend who's a nurse practitioner and she signed the prescription. And with the pharmacy, it was so funny because I was worried about the pharmacy. And the first pharmacy I called was the community um, pharmacy in Deltona. And the guy was like, absolutely. And I was like, really? <laughs> so it just happened like that. And they, um, you put your order in for the Narcan. And I, I want to say it's like that from state to state because it's something that there is a big need for it. And it's, it's really not hard to be a Narcan. You have to get your, your 501c3. You have to be a nonprofit. And they'll put you on the list as a Narcan distributor in the state. And um, yeah, it was easy. And even the nonprofit party, it was, we did the 10, 10, 30 or 40, one of those forms. I don't know. My friend did it for me mm -hmm. and we did the easy form. And my son passed away in February, February 6th, May 7th. We were a nonprofit, official nonprofit. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So you guys, y'all, y'all heard it. Um, y'all know how we love to do here. Um, now, if somebody wanted to support you and what you do, how can they reach you? They can go on our website at rudj.org. Um, we have a PayPal account and we also have a Cash App account. Both links are on the website. So just go to rudj.org. We take all donations, 50 cent, $1.00 two dollars whatever you have it will help um our new project that we're looking forward to um bringing to light next year in 2024 is um a pledge to say no um my oldest daughter is going to do a thing it's art trap and it's going to be for the youth ages 12 to 17 and it's going to be where we're bringing in music art poetry just giving our young people a voice um, in the community and encouraging them, not only saying stay away from drugs, but giving them an outlet to right. talk about what they're going through. Cause you never know what a child is going through behind closed doors. So we're right. going to give them a place where their voices can be heard. Mm -hmm. um, and that will be coming in 2024. So we're definitely looking for donations so that we can get that, um, up and running so we can give our youth something in the community because there's nothing anymore. Everything is not like it used to be. Right. You know, there are no more PAL centers. There's none of that. It's just video games. Mm -hmm. And the music that they're listening to is encouraging them to kind of try it. You know, it's basically saying just try this drug. So we want to give them an outlet. So mm -hmm. any donations, just um, go to rudj.org, click on our link, and we will be happy to take donations. Praise God. Tell them about the events that you have coming up that I saw on your on the page. Yes, um, we had some past events, but on September the tenth, we're gonna do um, an event in Orlando, Florida, feed the streets. Um, we have um, a young man and young lady that we're working with. They are great. They do it once a month. They go out and they go near homeless shelters and they go out and they feed the homeless or people that just need to eat. They give out clothes. So RUDJ is going to be there and we're going to be giving out Narcan and fentanyl test strips. Didn't mention fentanyl test strips. These are fentanyl test strips. You are able to test your drugs. And these are really good for like college students because, um, you know, they like to go and do the party drugs, the you know, Percocets and Molly's and they're laced um, with fentanyl. With fentanyl. This right here will let you know the goal 
is for them to get so scared when they see that it's laced with fentanyl <laughs> that they say, ah, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I always tell parents, especially, I wish my son would have had this because he would have came home. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to encourage them to go out and use it, but right. I do want to encourage them to be safe. And That's I wish right. someone had given DJ this little packet right here mm -hmm. and he would have been here today. Can you tell them about, you were saying something about they're using some type of animal tranquilizer now? The exceline is the name. Um, and it's the animal tranquilizer. It's, and they're mixing it with the fentanyl. Hmm. in the pills or the drugs, whatever it is. And that has no reversal. That is just mm -hmm. no reversal at all. And that is something new. It's something big. It just came out like not even six months ago where they really start using it big time. So yeah, it, it's just not safe anymore. And they also have, um, I'm going to get, they have the test strips like this, that test for that as well. So we're going to also be supplying those. Awesome. Um, so you have somebody says what time for Feed the Streets? It's going to be September the 10th at 3 p.m., starting at 3 p.m. until. And then the next person says, sorry if you have already mentioned it, but how can they find you on social media? Um, social media, my social media name is Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A, always so sharp, right and our um, Facebook group on social media is RUDJ Inc. Period. Don't forget the period. <laughs> and you're welcome, Mantle Rose. If you guys have any more questions for her, please yeah, feel anyone have put, them in the, put them in the comment section and I can pop them up on the screen for her. Um, okay, so when a person is actually getting ready uh the act that you said that you use when you they had to go to court the market is that particular act available in all states or just or do you know so in florida we have the marchment act i know georgia has something every state is called something different but for the most part all states have it okay for the most part also it's just like I don't know what, where are you from? Carolina, okay. right? Mm -hmm. um, here, if it's if it's um, mental health, they also call it a Baker Act. Yeah, I think that's what it is here. Then. So yeah. the Baker Act is for mental health. So all you have to do is just search the counterpart for the Baker Act. Um, what is it for substance abuse? Because it's Baker Act for mental health, but Marchman Act for substance abuse. Okay. Okay. Somebody said, I think they use the animal tranquilizer thing in weed now. Oh, they're using all of this stuff in everything. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they're using this in everything because the goal is to get you to buy more. It gets you a higher high and, you know, it's cheaper. And the goal is to keep them coming back. I don't, you know, but no, it's the none of us is why. If it kills you, but you know that's right. right. I, I I don't think that people really understand. You know, most times when a person experiences a drug for the first time, you know, it was that quick high, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it made them feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're still chasing that first and high. They're still chasing that quick high. Right. Yeah. So for people yeah. that are not familiar with people that that deal, do drugs or whatever, um, if you've never been around that type of scene, it's not something that you want to watch. Yeah. Because literally that person will turn into somebody different in That's like right. a split second. Yeah. Uh, depending yeah. on the drug, because some yeah. of the drugs kick in just that quick. So yeah. right. it really depends on the drug. Yeah. But when it comes down to like cocaine, when they sniff it up the nose, it's instant. Mm-hmm. Um, even with a regular, uh, even with a regular opiate, even in the pill form, mm-hmm. a lot of people now crush it and snort it like mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets in the system quicker and they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to understand that this is what happened. I mean, I know people that because they needed a hit so bad, you know, would go in people's bathrooms, crush up aspirin and Tylenol because they need something just that bad. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you guys have never experienced it, it's not something that you want to see. Oh, yeah. It really isn't I something don't wish it on no one. Yeah. You know, and so, um, but I employ you that if you have a family member that you know is having any type of drug issue, step up and do something. Mm-hmm. Because you might be the only one that will. That's right. Um, and so step up and do something. Uh, I mean, you, you don't want to have to see them lying in a box in front of you. Oh, God, you no. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's not what you want. Yeah. That's not how not you call, call you want. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not what's wrong. Um, and so you don't even want to see them near death either. Like you, you right. don't want to see them in the hospital with tubes everywhere. Sure. Because they're fighting to keep them alive because of how many drugs was done. I mean, either way, it's not something that you want, right? Yeah. And so if we can help to fix it, let's fix it, guys. I mean, it, and it this Thursday, guys, um, August thirty first is Overdose Awareness Day. So, yeah, everybody just, you know, if you know someone, I don't know, just just say a prayer, reach out, do some donations, donate to RUDJ so that we can get, you know, the word out about overdose and awareness and, and Narcan and fentanyl test strips and resources, because it is Overdose Awareness Day where families, at, um, you know, and it's kind of a hard day. I'm kind of not looking forward to that day myself, um, but if you if you know someone, talk to them. If you got Narcan, you know, and you know someone who's an addict or a family that may need Narcan in their home, take them a box of Narcan, and you know, and talk about them. Talk to them about overdose the day, and not even just drug addicts. If you know someone who's taking pain pills, you know, um, they need Narcan in their home because you know sometimes you're in pain and you take the doctor say take one pain pill. And you be in so much pain till you're going to take two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how overdoses happen. So mm-hmm. everybody needs to have Narcan in their home. Can you see that, Michigan? Yeah, I can. Um, it it So I, when I first started my journey to be a Narcan distributor, I actually called Walgreens um, to see if they had Narcan. Um, I was told at that time, not all stores carried it. And I would have to come out and come to the store and fill out a form. But that was the Walgreens that I called. So if you 
don't have Narcan and you need it and you need to go to the local drugstore or something, just call them first and ask them, do they have it available um, in your area? But like I said, are you DJ Inc. has Narcan available? Just email us at awareness at rudj.org and we'll get it to you if you need it. All right, let's put that in the, can you put that in the um, the comment section? What was that email again? Awareness mm -hmm. at rudj.org. Oh yeah, I watched the um, painkiller. It was that was yeah. a hard watch. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. really a hard watch, but it was a really good. Um, it captured everything very well. Yeah, I watched it too. Yeah, yeah, it was really. It, they were on point with that. The way they did the families in the beginning of each episode, oh, right. that was very touching. Right. Yeah, I think that is it is a good watch for people to watch yeah it's and it's very educational understand um i think it gives away a wealth of information actually mm -hmm. um, and did. i think it is something that you guys should really sit down and watch yeah we have to yeah, watch that good movie yeah it was a good thing um but i, I do have a nonprofit, so i'm gonna check into um becoming a distributor in this area because that would be a great thing yeah where do you live quint i'm in virginia Virginia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. It should, it really shouldn't be that hard to do because um, the demand is there. Mm -hmm. The demand is, yeah, we need it out in the streets. Because now even with uh, CPR, when you take a CPR course, they train you on Narcan also. Yeah. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah. And that's another thing we're going to be offering um, since we're on that subject, we're going to do Narcan training. Um, classes to teach you how to use the Narcan because anybody can use your child can your 10 year old six year old they you know they have they're very smart right. and if they're living with a loved one who's addicted and they come home from school they need to know how to use it they need to that's another conversation you know mm -hmm. that is needed teaching them how to use Narcan even though we don't want to put them in that situation we really need to educate the children as well on how to use Narcan. Mm -hmm. Anyone yeah. that's taken any type of opioid mm -hmm. should know how to use a Narcan. Narcan. Because yeah. like you said, you can do it accidentally, um, popping those pills or just not paying attention. Oh, did You're I get it? Um, okay. I, I, oh shoot. No, I didn't yeah. take it. Let me take it now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you you've been to it twice. So now you yeah. took it twice and then go at you had overdose. Yeah. So yeah, everybody should learn how to use Narcan. Yeah. And, and I have a, over a, the counter, huh? That's a question that a person has. They said after administering Narcan, are are is the does the person need to go to the ER? Oh, definitely. You call 911 when you administer that first dose. You call 911. You administer that first dose. You turn them on the side. You call 911. If the first dose doesn't work, you turn them over. Second dose. Um, hopefully by then 911 is there. Um, there are. I learned um, in speaking with someone, another Narcan distributor. They're they're actually saying it may take four doses. Yeah, um, depending on how much, but um, 
So now what I do, I don't just give out one box because it's two doses in a box. I give out two, two boxes um, instead of the one. And let me also give you a warning too. Depending <laughs> on what they have taken, some will come out immediately, but they will yeah. come out fighting yeah. because they don't know what's going on and you ruin their high. So yeah. they come out fighting. Be careful. When you give that first dose back up, don't have your face <laughs> in the place. Oh, yeah. Stand very, yeah. out. They do come back very um, combative. Mm -hmm. Combative. Yes. Because it's an immediate sober. Mm -hmm. So, And they can. Another thing to know is um, even after the Narcan, they can't go back down mm -hmm. when they get yes. to the hospital or wherever. It's just so that's why you always call 911. Exactly. Okay. You guys heard it. So, I mean, I don't see no more questions in my ex my personal inbox. I, like I said, if you guys have questions, comments, anything you want to say to Ms. Sheila, please put them in the comment section and we can pop them up on the screen for you guys. Because trust me, she can see them and she's listening. So okay. if there's anything that you guys want to say to her, um, especially about maybe you're in the situation and you just don't know how to deal I mean, talk to her while she's here. Mm -hmm. um, not saying that I won't have her back because she will be back. But <laughs> the thing is, talk to her while you have the opportunity to talk to her while she's here, um, and ask any questions that you feel like you need to ask. Because, I mean, you know, you it's better to get it from the source than to ask me and then I gotta ask her later, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you guys, now is your opportunity to ask her anything that you like. And then you have in the comment section, you have Tiffany Johnson who said that it's always good to be prepared. Um, I think her name is Marcia Page. She says that she, agree she agrees. Um, and there's some comments from earlier, so I got to go back. Um, and anyone who's going through this with a loved one um, as a family member, oh God, my advice is, is I know it's not easy. I, I, I just don't give up. Um, and I'm saying, even though I lost my son as a family member, I would say, I understand your pain. I understand everything, but just don't give up on your loved ones. You know, we hear that saying when we have loved ones, like you just got to let them hit rock bottom. I do believe a person hit rock bottom when they chose drugs, that's rock bottom. And I'm not saying, um, enable i'm not saying put up with you know because i'm not saying i'm saying don't give up don't don't hesitate to say i love you don't hesitate to say you are loved let them know that you love them more than the streets love them um and it's also what we're we're here for families if you need to to talk or or you got questions about anything treatment free treatment facilities any resources that might need you may need just reach out to us and we'll be sure to um get you the information that you need can you see that miss sheila yes i do i want to give my son the fentanyl test strips but i don't want him to think i'm giving him the okay to do drugs what are your thoughts um my thoughts on that is um, like I said earlier, I, I would always ask or let them know, I don't want you to do drugs. You know, we don't want them 
to do drugs, but we want them to come home alive. That's right. We want, you know, we want you to be safe because you have no control of what they're going to do when they go out, especially if, if we know that our children are using it and, or, or even, you know, party drugs. Cause honestly, some of them don't even look at it. Like I'm on drugs. I just go out and I party. That's what they call it. Right. So um, my thoughts are give it to them because you want them to come home. Right. Like I said before, I, I so wish as much as I disagree with his lifestyle, I so wish he had, a test strip on him to test his drugs and he would have been here today. So I would rather for you, for, for my child to think, to, cause I'm going to, you're going to be straight up with him. You know, I don't agree with what you're doing and you need to sit down somewhere. You know, we're going to just keep it real with you. But if you're going to do it, just like with condoms, mm -hmm. you don't want your children to think that you want them having sex at an early age, but we teach our daughters when you get ready, let us know so we can put right. you on birth control. Because right. you know, we're trying to prevent. So it's just a prevention me measure and politicians not wanting to help or cutting back on. So she was asking, the first question was, do you have um, politicians pushing back? Or, and then she kind of broke it down, politicians not wanting to help you or giving you a hard time. Um, we haven't had any issues as of yet because um, we we haven't um, started hitting those political knocking on their doors yet. We are getting ready to. So ask me that question next time and I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if they push, we push too. that. That's mm -hmm. our that's our, my goal is when they push, we're going to push back because we know what we need in our community and we're going to fight for it. That's right. right. And and guys, also, there's what's called a functioning addict that is oh, out yeah. there. Um, they may be family members, co-workers, anybody. They are functioning addicts, but they are um, frequent users. They just know how to cope to a right. point. So be careful of that. Be mindful. Mm -hmm. Be attentive. They do exist. And they're around you all the time. You're welcome, Marcia. We appreciate you for joining us tonight. So I thank you for being in the comment section again. Um, you guys, I don't know if any of you are in the area where Miss Sheila is. If you are, um, I suggest you reach out to her and maybe you guys can get together and do some things because there's nothing like coming together for your community at large and wow. we are looking for volunteers to come out and, and spread the words if you know therapists or peer in especially um a recovering addict because there's nothing like uh someone talking to you that has been down your journey so if you're a recovering addict and you're interested in becoming a peer specialist or a peer um group counselor just let us know reach out to us um at the email address and come work with us so that we can get our streets together mm -hmm. save our community Amen. Awesome. well i think it's been a really good eventful night tonight I, like i said i'm so glad that you you accepted the invite to come on because i knew that this needed to be talked about you gave out a lot more information um than I have even known about. I didn't even know that they they did the test strips that you could use. So I'm so excited to know oh, yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so, you know, me and Quint will get with you outside of the oh, show definitely. so that we both can get some Narcan from you. I sent you, you. Yes. <laughs> I, I you an email. It's coming okay. from My Life Has Destiny. Okay. Okay. Um, so definitely. And I look forward to talking to you ladies again, working with yes. you. We can yes. let's get together and do some things and save yes. our community. Yes. 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 That's what we are all about. We are all about yes. the community and we're all about helping people. That's our first mission. So yes. um, we, again, we thank you very, very much. Again, guys, the information has been put in the comment section. Um, I hope that you guys make sure that you, you give out the info. Share the show with somebody yes. that you know needs to hear what she said. Okay? Share the show so that people can be aware. Um, and it's not that they have to feel like, oh, you're trying to get in my business. No, I just want you to watch the show and listen to what she said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it takes a turn from there. I mean, think about it. Like she said earlier, our other counterparts, they have whole lot of interventions for their people. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to do everything in their power they can to do save them. To try to save them. And we mm-hmm. should be able to do the same thing. Um, uh, you got a person at Tiffany Johnson. She said, LLDJ with a blue heart. Long live DJ. <laughs> <laughs> with a blue heart. Um, and so we appreciate everybody that stuck with us tonight. Again, like I said, share the show. Share it with a friend. Share it with a loved one so that you guys can know that she is about helping to save the community. You never know. It could be somebody you know next, and you might be the one that can be able to save them. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Um, it doesn't take much these days. Yeah, now, these pain pillars and stuff are very potent yeah. now. It, it seems they like they're super potent than what they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it don't take much to overdose yourself, especially with this stuff that you can buy out in the street. I mean, yeah. even, even the little Delta 8 stuff that they have in the stores. I have seen people be Superman hot off mm. of that old stuff. And that ain't even, I don't even consider that to be real weak. Mm. So at the end of the day, but they be Superman hot off that stuff. And not only do you have Delta 8, but you got Delta 9 and 10, which is worse than 8. And mm-hmm. 8 eight will knock you off your feet. So oh, See, I know nothing about all that. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so make sure you do your research on that. Delta 8, 9, and 10. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll research that. You have Delta 8, Delta 9, and Delta 10. Delta oh, 9 and okay. 10 are worse than 8, but 8 will knock you off your feet. Oh, um, okay. And all it takes is 10 milligrams of 8 mm-hmm. to do anything. And that's not a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the milligram world, it's not a lot, but all it takes is 10 milligrams to knock you off your feet. Um, and then you also have this newer version of this. It's like a mutated version of THC. So you have THC, L, and they have like different letters behind the THC. So, you know, in the black folks world, we call the weed loud and all that other stuff. Well, honey, if you get this, this THCL weed, it's like having super loud on the steroids. Um, mm. And it will do, it'll do you right on in. It will have you throwing up. It'll have you doing a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. So look up all the different types of THC that they use now um, because they have been able to make the THC stronger in weed than what they normally have. So because they're mutating the weed, they're adding mm-hmm. extra stuff to it. So wow. I'm telling you guys that you have to be careful because just because you're a weed head, you don't know what type of weed you're smoking. That's right. So 
you still have to be careful, even in the states where it's legal. Mm -hmm. Still got to be careful because you're messing around and go get this medical grade stuff, it'll knock you out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you guys to be careful because just because it's something that y'all feel, y'all like, y'all love to say it's natural. It might be natural, but it can still do you in. So if you're not familiar with what you're taking, just be careful. That's all I have to say. That's all right. Nice. So we love for you guys to be um, more better. Be, how your grandmother used to say it back in the day, better for you to be safe than to be sorry. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So that is what we are looking for. Again, Sheila, God bless you. Um, may your foundation be you, right. And may you be able to go global with what you're trying to do. Yes. Right? Make it into a Thank you. Right. May you go global with what you're trying to do. Uh, we all about speaking life in the folks. This, this, yes. Yeah, we do best here on My Life Has Destiny. So at the end of the day, we are definitely going to have you back. Um, I would probably, love to. Yeah, we're definitely going to have you back. We would love to just have you come in um, and just talk with the folks again. Um, okay. Of course, we, we have nights where we have topics of what we talk about sometimes. And if you are, if you want to come on and you want to elaborate on the topic, by all means, you can jump right on in here. We don't mind. So we'll do. You know, we <laughs> do. Um, uh, September's coming up, yo, you guys. September will be here Saturday. Yeah. Um, so y'all understand that we already walking into a new month. Y'all yes. know that for us, September is starting another month of virtual revival for us so you guys get yourself prepared like i said be in the church house on time it's virtual so there's no reason why you can't be on time sitting in front of your camera okay um so be on time so you guys can hear what this says with whoever we bring on we got some dynamic speakers coming to y'all again do not forget that the conference is coming up on the 23rd Right now, it is still pay what you like so that you can get a ticket. Invite a friend even. Make sure that you have your face in the place. Yes, again, it will be recorded. If you want the recording and you do not um, register, the recording is not free. I'm just letting you know because we have dynamic speakers who, who if you wanted to see them, you would have came when it was coming. All right. And so at the end of the day, we love to make sure you guys can hear um whatever it is that's needed we love to make sure that god comes first in all that we do and we love to make sure that that we, his people are okay so again i want you guys to make sure you do a check-in with everybody that you know go to somebody that you love tell them that you love them today right um again because time is short life is short mm -hmm. and you don't know what's going to happen in the next minute and you want to make sure that you are safe right we want to make sure that everybody we love is safe so just text somebody tonight and say hey are you covered um if they don't understand what you mean when you say say yes i'll just i just want to check on you this is and then let's go from there all right that's all you gotta say right but that's what we do we we absolutely love y'all and before i go miss sheila if you got any parting words for the folks go ahead and get them out before Ms. Sheila elaborate, let me just say um, the revival is going to start on September 3rd. We may or may not come to you on the 4th. We'll see. But September 3rd is the Sunday. We will start our revival at 8 p.m. Okay. Ms. Sheila, it's in your hands. 
I just want to thank you ladies for inviting me. It was wonderful. I look forward to talking with you guys again. Again, check us out on rudj.org. Any questions, email us at awareness.rudj awareness at rudj.org. And I'll be glad to answer any questions. If you need Narcan, let me know. I'll send it out to you no matter where you're at. Um, and that's it, ladies. Thank you so much. You Thank are welcome you. again. Sky's the limit for you and the foundation. Yes. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I, I do pray that by the time 2024 hit, like I said, that it's a it's a global move. Amen. Now then, I mean, and we don't have that much longer before 2024 get here. I know it's coming I mean, real quick. <laughs> I know I know God that He's one of those people that He doesn't see to be abundantly and above all. That we can ask and thank. So I know that he's going to make um, and prepare a way for you to be able to do what you're trying to do because you have the heart to do it and he can trust you to do so. So we absolutely love how he works. And um, Quint, do you have anything else that you want to say? I just want to thank Miss Sheila once again for coming on, for giving us the knowledge that she has given us. Guys, please, please, please support her. Um, because every one of us is affected right. by this. If you know somebody, if it's in your community, you are affected. It does not yeah. just touch one person. Yeah. So please support the ministry, um, support yourselves, get the knowledge that you need. And thank you once again for being with us on tonight. We appreciate you. We will be here again on Thursday night. We love yeah. you. Technically, we'll be back up here Wednesday. Wednesday. We got a panel yes. show. Wednesday. <laughs> we got the Love Connection Relationship Show on Wednesday night at oh. 8 o'clock. And we'll be back with y'all on Thursday for Q&A night. Um, yeah, on Thursday for that. Um, and please submit your questions early. Don't send them to me Thursday because then I got to go through all the questions. All right, so send them to me Wednesday. That would be great. I appreciate y'all for that. Um, also, I think oh, I'll yeah. put the link in the um chat, guys. Yeah, for the, for the, want to uh, register uh, for the um conference September 23rd, Quint John uh, slash events. Pay what you want. I don't care if it's one yourself a new last name, y'all. That um, part. <laughs> all right. So um, but also if you guys are in the Norfolk, Virginia area. Um, please look at our pages because it should be there. We are having a wonderful empowerment event with Dr. K. Mm -hmm. The weekend of the 20th and the 21st in October. So if you are in Norfolk, Virginia, please, you want to have your face in the place. I promise you, you do not want to miss it because it is her last um, in-person empowerment summit. So you guys do not want to miss the finale of what she has been doing this last eight years. All right, so we are super excited for her. We are going to be there to be there with her to enjoy it and to have a good old time with the Lord. Um, we're gonna try not to fall out and all that good stuff. Y'all know how we do. We tell y'all to bring y'all own sheets because y'all may not have no ushers that night. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time. All right, so we love y'all and we love y'all the life, we love y'all to live, live every day on purpose, and make sure you make it count. We will see y'all back on Wednesday night. Bye, everyone.